0: is Devin Blankenbiller, and we want to welcome you again to another Going Deeper podcast. And uh, we're here to learn how to read and apply and really dig deep into God's Word. Uh, today is Tuesday that we're recording this, uh, and it's actually Tropical Storm. Isaiah's is moving through Pennsylvania, and it's storming outside. It's a reminder that uh, we're thankful for shelter, and we're thankful for a place that's, you know, um, protecting us. And Jesus tells us that, you know, we'll have good times in our life. Uh, But we have times of storm, and we need to really make sure we dig deep into God's word so we're ready for those times of storm. So I want to thank my wife, Jess, for being on this podcast with me today, and uh, just so thankful for her and my life and just her wisdom. And um, so before we get in the text today, let me just ask you, how has going deeper into God's word affected your life?
1: Well, it's affected it in a tremendous way. Um, But first, I want to answer the question, why did I go deeper in God's word? What motivated me to do that? Because you have to start there, you know? Um, So as a young person, as a teenager, um, it was because of some hard times in my life where I felt very alone, very confused, discouraged, that really pushed me to just dive into God's word. Because I said, God, you're all I have right now. I really need your hope and your peace. And so I'm just going to try to find it. I'm going to read this until I feel better. I'm going to read this till I have some wisdom and direction on what to do. Yeah. So it was those hard times, those lonely times um, that motivated me to start going deeper. It wasn't, you know, a pastor on a Sunday that told me to really. It wasn't my family. It was just those hard times that pushed me to that. And I know God can use that in all of our lives right. to push us down to that bedrock of his word, that anchor. Um And then when I began to do that on a regular basis of just reading, even just a few verses at a time, reading them over and over, thinking about them, praying them, doing some research, reading the the introduction introduction to the book I was in and see what context it was written in, who wrote it, who was it written to, all those things helped me to um, really know God more, feel more connected to him, and just have a lot of strength in my own life. I noticed when I would study the Bible and really take time to talk to the Lord about it and and research it and get it deep in my heart, that something I faced the next day or that day or later on that week, a challenge that I faced, what I had studied was exactly what I needed Mm. to survive that challenge. It was like like God gave me a key and I had that key in my pocket. Mm. And when that that challenge or that disruption to my life, that unexpected failure or heartache came along, I remembered, wait, I know I'm going to pray that verse. Or Lord, you brought me to that passage, that story of that person on purpose. And I'm just going to pull that key out and I'm going to use it to unlock that, that door and get me through this struggle. Um, so it had a huge impact on me personally uh, to get me through all of my life until now. Wow. Um, another way it impacted me was when I would study something, usually that day or that week, I would be talking to someone who would be having a struggle. And what I was studying, what I had learned was exactly what they needed to hear. Wow. And it might've spoken to me differently than the way it was speaking to them. But I had something right away to say, you know what? I'm glad you shared this with me because I read something. I want to, I want to share this verse in Psalms that I read because I think that you need to hear it too. I was I had something substantial to offer yeah. them and to encourage them, not just, oh, I'm sorry you're going through a hard time. Yeah. God can use our compassion, absolutely. That's where it starts. But He can also use us going down deep and studying His Word. He can use that even more powerfully to encourage someone. And I had opportunities to pray for people. As I as I grew in my faith through digging deeper, I would realize like This person's sharing their heartache. I want to pray with them right now. And I'm not just going to pray, oh, God, encourage them in this hard time. That's good to pray that. But also, I'm going to pray this verse. Oh, God, your word says you will be faithful to the brokenhearted. You'll be near to them. So right now, Lord, would you draw near to them? I was able to, like, pray with power and authority God's word. They weren't my words. It was God's word. So those are some ways it's really impacted me a lot going so deeper. So it prepares
0: you be- before those hard times come. Yeah. I mean, obviously those hard times push us into God's word, but then as we get into God's word every day and dig deep into it, it prepares us. Even today, before this storm came through, I got an email from the first responders, how we can prepare. I'm um, part of the fire department, uh, as a chaplain and so I'm on their email chains and I see people getting prepared for the storm same way we need to be prepared in God's word for our own storms that come through and even to help the storms of others and we're going to talk a little bit about that obviously and just reaching out and helping others but so we're in um, John chapter 2 today we've been going through Um, John's account of Jesus' life here on the Going Deeper podcast alongside of on Sunday morning. And uh, we read John chapter 2, 1 through 12 on Sunday morning, and we studied that. It's the story of Jesus turning the water into wine. Um, but there's so much in God's word when we go to God's word it's like going to a, a storehouse that never comes to an end uh, yesterday I had the opportunity to pick blueberries uh, at an orchard and it's like it just seemed like an endless supply and and guess what in, in three days they're gonna go back and all the unripe blueberries are going to be ripe now and it's just they just keep going back to this supply house and uh, and really year after year after year you plant a blueberry bush year after year after year there's just it just keeps bearing fruit and that's how God's word is you just Keep going to it, and it just keeps uh, giving you more and more. And so, on Sunday, we read the story of Jesus, uh, as we did turning water into wine, and we we reflected on his glory, his power, his miraculous work. Rightfully so, he's the hero, right? It's why John wrote this account. Uh, But today, we're going to look at two other perspectives. We're going to look at Mary's perspective as an intercessor, and we're going to look at the servants and their obedient heart. So I'm just going to read this. If you have a Bible, you can follow along, or you can just listen uh, as we're in John chapter two, starting in verse one. It says, on the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. And when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Now, if you're wondering why Jesus responded that way, we encourage you, if you didn't listen to Sunday's message, uh, go back and listen to that, because I really dug deep into trying to understand that deep question of why Jesus would say that. But as we go on, it says, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you verse 6. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And so they took it. And many of you know the rest of the story, that they take it to the master, the wine's even better than the other wine they had. And the bridegroom's overwhelmed, like, wow, this is great. And uh, and it was just Jesus' first miracle. And the disciples were amazed and believed. So so we're going to just look at, at Mary right now. Jess, you want to just share a little bit about Mary?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we refer to Mary in this story as an intercessor because, as the definition of intercessor says, it's a person who intervenes on behalf of another, especially by prayer. And Mary, in a way, was praying because she went to Jesus and she told the need. That's what we do. We go to Jesus and we say, Jesus, there's this huge problem. Can you help? Um, And that's what she did. And why did she do that? Because it wasn't her wedding. It wasn't her son or daughter's wedding. Um, we do know historically and biblically that the family's wedding that it was was someone that Mary was knew personally. She might have been related to them or a very good friend of the bride or groom's parents. But um, so she did care deeply. But it wasn't her reputation on the line. No. This embarrassing thing that happened uh, culturally, it was really not good if you run out of wine at the wedding. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't her reputation at stake. It wasn't her wedding. But because of compassion, because she cared for this family, she cared for the bride and groom, Um, that's, I believe, what motivated her to go and talk to Jesus. And how did she know Jesus could help? You said this was his first uh, miracle, but it was his first public miracle that was recorded in the Bible. I really think that Jesus had done some other miracles within his home growing up, because why else would Mary go to him and say, Jesus and ask him for such a hard thing Mm -hmm. to turn a lot of water into, well, she didn't know how he was going to do it yet, but she asked him for a really hard thing to solve this problem of not enough wine. Um, So she knew Jesus personally, not just because she was his mom and she raised him, but she knew Jesus as God. Mm -hmm. You know, you might be listening and say, well, yeah, I know who Jesus is, but do you know him? Are you really connected with him relationally? Because that gave her the confidence to go. And she had experienced his power. For sure, she had experienced his power. She knew he could handle this really difficult problem. I love that she says, the last thing she says to the servants is, do whatever he tells you to do. In a way, reading between the lines, she's like, trust me. (laughs) I know. If you do whatever Jesus tells you to do, it's all going to be okay. And you need to know that. If you don't have that confidence, you need to get more connected with who Jesus is and really come to know him um, so that you can be an intercessor for other people. Just like the groom was, uh, he was responsible for the the wine and he somehow dropped the ball. He forgot to get enough, order enough wine. We're not sure what happened, but um, he was obviously a little busy at that point. He might've been overwhelmed um, and didn't know what to do about this, this problem. And you're going to meet people in life who might be very overwhelmed with their situation. They might be lacking faith. They might be very distracted and really busy and not taking the time to go to Jesus themselves. And God wants to use you as an intercessor. Just like Mary was used, you can go on behalf of God. The person might know you're interceding for them. They might know, like, hey, can I pray for you? Can can I... Can I go to God with your problem right now and pray for you? Or they might not know you're an intercessor. And you might be just privately able to pray for someone and take their burden and problems to the Lord and pray on their behalf. That's what Mary did. Because
0: we don't even know if the bridegroom knew that they ran out of wine. We don't know for sure right? if Mary he even just, knew. Mary just mm-hmm. might have dealt with the problem on yeah. his behalf and he uh-huh. didn't even know that she went to it. Exactly. So.
1: And sometimes our intercession isn't acknowledged. Right. It might yep. not even be rewarded. Nope. but. Look what can be accomplished when we're willing to go on behalf of someone and intercede to the Lord. And the Bible tells us to be intercessors. Um, in First Timothy 2, 1, it says, first of all, then, I urge that supplications and prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. God in the word, in his word, urges us to be intercessors. And also in James chapter 5, it talks about is somebody suffering? let him pray. If there's someone sick, gather the the leaders of the church and pray for that person. That's being an intercessor. If someone has committed sins, pray for him that he may be forgiven. God uses intercession in that way. Um, Pray for one another that you may be healed. The, The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And like I mentioned before, how going deeper has impacted me, I have found that the more I am familiar with God's word and I know him and I study it and it's really deep in my heart, the more powerful my prayer is when I do intercede for someone. It's so much more powerful than just, oh God, help them. You know, I don't know what to say, but no, I've got something. I've got bedrock here. I can anchor into and I can say, God, I pray your word over them. I pray this verse. And um, so this is a, Mary plays a really important role. of intercessor in this story.
0: Yeah, awesome. The other people that played a really important role are the servants, or what I like to call the obedient servants. Uh, In verse 7, Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. Uh, Now, before we get in this, let me just make it clear. Jesus is the hero of the story, right? Uh, I know we're looking at Mary and we're looking at the servants, but Jesus is a hero. It's his power. It's his work. I remember hearing a story about how Jesus fed the 5,000. And my heart was grieved because they said the hero of the story was the boy who had the lunch, right? Uh, And I heard another message. It wasn't the boy who had the lunch. It was the person who made the lunch for the boy. He was the hero. No, Jesus was. Another person said, it wasn't the boy, the person. It was the person who told the boy about Jesus so he could recognize Jesus and trust Jesus. Listen, God uses so many people. That's wonderful. But Jesus is a hero. It's his power. But there are servants here, and there are obedient servants who... Who walk through what God has asked them to do. Jesus' power flowed through the faith and the obedience of these servants. And the faith and the obedience of Mary, really, too, when Mary reached out to Jesus. Could Jesus have done this himself? Absolutely. But we see Jesus is this master delegator. And, and we can look back and we can see how God never chose to just fix the problem of, of this world uh, on his own, but he chooses to use people somehow. He chooses intercessors. He chooses workers to go out into the fields to share the word. He doesn't send angel. He uses us. And here he's using these servants. And and He just like I love using my children to, to be a part of doing something around the house, um, Jesus loves using other people. And, and the big thing is these servants Obeyed even when they didn't understand it. Again, wine problem, right? We have no wine. My mind would go right away to is there any stores open? Do we have any money? Where can we go buy it? Who needs to run out and get it? But Jesus says, grab some huge jars that were used for bathing, not for anything else, heavy jars. Fill them with water, right? I mean, I'm sure they were thinking, why are we filling these jars with water? But they had to obey. These jars probably weighed a lot of weight because they were so big. Um, When they filled them up with 25 to 30 gallons, they really weighed a lot. Uh, Can you imagine just how much faith it took to just start to grab some out of it, right, to see what was going to happen. I mean, it was it was faith all along the way. And I'm sure they didn't understand. And when, when God speaks to us and calls us to do something, I think we need to remember we're not always going to understand it. Uh, I remember when God called us first to do youth ministry, Jess and I, when we were 23 or 24, and there were just three teenagers there. And it was like, is this worth giving up every Sunday night? But God called us to do it, even though we didn't understand why. And now we look back and we know that God was preparing us for something greater. I remember when we were called to come back to abundant life six and a half years ago and the church couldn't afford to pay me anything, I had to go back to full-time work and, and pastor and and I didn't understand what God was doing. My wife definitely didn't understand what God was doing, mm-hmm. but we knew it was God's will and because we knew it was God's will, we knew we could step forward that. Mm-hmm. Jess, do you remember a time when you didn't understand per se what God was doing, but you still had to step out in faith and do it?
1: Yeah, well just recently... You know, I, I listened to your message on Sunday and um, about turning water into wine, and I really could relate to the the servants, because I feel like um, lately I've been in a season of feeling kind of overwhelmed and discouraged, kind of weary um, in in serving others and, and seeking the Lord, and I realized I was like one of those servants, and my pot was empty, mm-hmm. the wine had run out, and instead of you know, taking that action and filling it up with water, knowing that Jesus is going to take care of of my failure or my lack, I just in my heart have been like, I'm just going to let my my jar sit empty. You know, it's just, it's run out. Whether it's my fault or someone else's, or it's just life is hard, you know, and we get worn down. I just have kind of been like that. And I was really convicted by the Holy Spirit hearing that teaching again, that God is not asking me to turn water into wine. He's not asking us to do a miracle. He is asking us to have just a small amount of faith and to take those steps. It does, you do have to make an effort, you know, with your faith. Faith without works is dead, the Bible says. So he's asking me just to use my small amount of faith, even though I'm weary, and go and fill my jar up with water. Mm -hmm. And I love that the detail in in the book of John, it says, and the servants filled those jars up to the brim. Mm -hmm. They didn't just go halfway because that was easier and make it easier to carry them. They really believed that what Mary said was true, that whatever Jesus says, just do it. And they went all the way. They filled it up to the brim. So, so lately, I can relate to that servant. And I'm just asking God, God, what does it look like today for me to fill my my pot up to the brim. Wow. In obeying you. And then I'm gonna let him do the rest. Right. You know? Right.
0: That's so good. That's so good. Thanks, Jess. Um so we wanna apply God's word. Jess is sharing a little bit about how she's been applying it. We want to apply God's word to our life. If we just study for the sake of studying, we just get prideful arrogant Uh, we get very religious but when we read God's word to apply it to our lives when we ask God's spirit to come upon it and to bring it to life in Mm -hmm. us God does amazing things so we every week we're asking how do we apply this word how do we dig deep and attach to the bedrock of this word so Jess what are how can we apply the story of Mary as an intercessor to our lives today before before we go
1: okay well I think you can ask yourself ask yourself Am I willing to go deeper in studying God's word? And am I willing to be used as an intercessor? No. You know, be be motivated by whether it's your hard time right now or whether it's your love for someone who's, who's going through a hard time. Are you willing to go deeper and study? And you'll experience the amazing Rewards and blessing mm-hmm. of being an intercessor like Mary.
0: Yeah, God wants to flow through and work mm-hmm. through your life. Um, yeah. I was actually thinking about um, a popular verse in Ephesians, uh, verse uh, chapter three, verse twenty, that says God is able to do abundantly more than we can ask or think, right? Mm-hmm. And some of you might have heard that, but it says according to the power of God's work within us that God wants Mm -hmm. to work in us right and so we need to be available to say God here I am use me as an intercessor as Mm -hmm. someone to go on behalf of someone else and God's power is going to flow in and through our lives so that's really good
1: and Devin what's the takeaway um in regard to the obedient servants what can we ask ourselves today? well
0: I think we want to ask ourselves today like um what is God asking you to do that you might not understand why you're doing it? Yeah. Because I think God will call us to do some things and we don't always understand. And sometimes when we don't understand, we just turn a deaf ear. Well, mm-hmm. I don't understand. That, doesn't, that can't be God. Or that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But really, we need to step out of faith. So um, is God calling you to do anything? And if he is calling you to do anything, can I encourage you, even if you don't understand it, do it with all your heart. Again, I love that passage. They filled the jars to the brim. You know, when, when we know that God is calling us to do something, that should motivate us to say, I'm mm-hmm. giving my all to this. I mean, I give my all to my family. I give my all to, you know, different times I work secular jobs. But if God's calling us to do something, do it with everything you have mm-hmm. and watch God bless it. Those servants filled it up to the brim. Mm-hmm. And so we want to encourage you to that. And, and I just want to encourage too, maybe there's somebody listening here and you haven't been following Jesus. You haven't been getting into God's word. Maybe you pulled away from it. You used to. Um, you feel discouraged, you feel guilty, you feel not good enough, just start by simply obeying what Jesus is calling you to do today. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just you listening to this. Maybe it's just going to close in prayer. It's just opening up our hearts to say, J- Jesus, here I am, use me. I just want to mm-hmm. be like the servant, right? I'm just the nobody servant. That's all we are too. We're just nobody servants. Our names aren't even listed in the story. But Jesus, whatever small thing you ask me to do, I'm going to do it with all my heart, and I'm going to believe God's going to bless it. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I'm going to ask Jess to close us in prayer today, and just let's just take a moment to pray.
1: Mm-hmm. Lord, we come to you as your servants right now. Thank you, Lord. We thank you that you care about the details of our lives, Lord. You cared about this detail of what to serve people at a wedding. Lord, we know you care about the details of our lives, of our work, of our, of our cars, of our of our appliances in our house, of our family members who we love, even the huge details that can be overwhelming sometimes, trials we're going through, dis- disappointments, heartache. You care about the smallest detail up to the largest detail. Lord, and we come to you asking, what is it you want us to do today, God? What will it look like for us to fill our jars up to the brim? so that you can do your powerful work, your transformation work of turning water into wine in our lives. Lord, would you please reveal to us what you desire us to do? Open our spiritual ears that we're listening for you. God, stir our hearts. I pray you'd open every heart right now, everyone who's listening, that you would stir their hearts so they would desire to make the time to open up their Bible, and study even just one verse. Lord, we know your word is so rich that even a few words from it can nourish our souls, can transform us, and can be a huge blessing and encouragement to others. So Lord, would you motivate us? Would you stir our hearts to do that, Lord, to go deeper with you? And I pray, Lord, for those that have thought that Going deeper is only for pastors and ministry leaders and, and people up front or on TV. Lord, show them that it's for them too. Yes. Lord, you call each of us, Lord, to go deeper. So give us that strength to do the work of, of digging deep and getting down to that bedrock, that foundation, that strength of who you really are in your word so we can be anchored and then we can be a support to others, Lord, in these storms that we go through Thank you, Lord. I just pray your blessing and your Your wisdom and your revelation to come, come upon all those that are going to be seeking you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
0: amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you for listening today. We hope that this has been an encouragement to you. If it has, let us know. Um, give us a review. Give us a thumbs up. Share this podcast link or this YouTube link uh, on social media or with a friend who you feel like could be encouraged by it. And uh, again, I want to thank my wife Jess for being a part with us today. And uh, remember to keep going deep into the bedrock of God's word. We love you guys.